Hello, welcome to Okawa Book Club. So we're your hosts, I'm Dylan. I'm John. And we're going to be discussing the teachings of Riho Okawa. Riho Okawa is a world teacher, master, and CEO of Happy Science Group. Today we're going to be discussing The New Resurrection, My Miraculous Story of Overcoming Illness and Death by Ryoho Okawa. The first chapter of The New Resurrection is the same as the title and encompasses a lecture given by Ryoho Okawa about his experience of being pronounced clinically dead and coming back to life. Chapter 2 is called Serious Illness and Mission of Life and encompasses a Q&A session between Ryoho Okawa and other individuals at a lecture. Chapter 3 is A Guide for the Mind, which is comprised of 15 poems that Ryokawa wrote during his recovery from the experiences described in this book. And the remainder of the book is entitled Today is My Whole Life and Die for the Truth, and a very thorough overview of the achievements of Ryokawa throughout his lifespan thus far, as well as an extensive history of happy science and various other spiritual dynamics that are, that are discussed by Ryokawa in his books. The preface of the book states, and I quote, This is a modern-day myth, and it is a book about what I, myself, actually experienced about 15 years ago. The story will show you how a human who recognized his death as reality accomplished true resurrection. I think this completely goes beyond the common sense of modern medical science. Even my former wife believed that I would be dead on that day, and the doctors also concluded that I was dead. In a medical magazine, my case has been reported with my gender, age, and occupation changed. On May 14, 2004, I was supposed to have died from a heart attack, but what I did was lie down and listen to the CD of Buddhist teaching, the Dharma of the Right Mind, for about 30 minutes. Then, I stood up again and went to the hospital for a quick checkup the next morning, but was hospitalized immediately. I was told that if I did not have a heart transplant, I would die that day. However, I was still alive the next morning. So the doctor stated that there was a 90% chance I would be dead within the year and they would never let me leave the hospital. 15 years have passed and I, supposedly a ghost by now, am aiming to make my 3,000th lecture within this year. I do not believe that the same thing will occur to anyone. This fall on October 18th, the live action movie Immortal Hero will be shown in theaters all across Japan. It is a story of a hero in solitude. I truly hope that it will give hope and courage to all the people. Real Okawa. Yes. So amazing, you know, his experience that he shares with us. And as he mentioned in that preface that that movie did show in theaters last year uh, in the fall. It showed not just in Japan, but around the world and won many awards uh, from many different countries based on his you know, amazing experience of physically dying, being pronounced physically dead while he was still alive. And he did give, as he mentioned, that 3,000th lecture, and he's continuing to give us more and more lectures. We're so thankful that the author, Riho Okawa, is able to provide us with so much teachings and wisdom, especially about this topic of healing and overcoming illness, because I'm sure there's not a single person who's been unaffected by these problems that he talks about in this book. So, John, I know that this sounds unbelievable, that a man was alive even though his heart was not beating and his veins and arteries were clogged. But how did this happen? How was he able to live through this? Well, um, <clears throat> the way that Ryokawa explains it is very... Uh... 
He's very extensive in his explanation of this experience. And I feel like this work in particular really lets you into his personal life in a way. But, but, but to sum up what got him through that experience, he said that it was a combination of willpower and faith. And that those two elements allowed him to just persevere, even at the moment where he was pronounced clinically dead and his heart was not beating. And he could have been seen writing at the time. So he was somehow still alive, but against all measures of science. <laughs> yeah, without reading this book, it certainly sounds absurd. But when you read this book, you'll realize just how real it truly is. You know, the movie portrays the same thing. And there's actually a, a very interesting experience in that movie called Immortal Hero. And in that movie, we see an experience of Jesus Christ and Edgar Cayce, who come to his so-called deathbed, and he greets these spirits, and they tell him he will be fine, he's going to make it, and he'll leave the hospital, against all the expectations of, you know, the people around him, even including his family, which is why I think that he writes a hero in solitude, because he was in solitude. He was the only one who believed that he could get out of that hospital bed. He was the only one who believed that he would survive, even though all signs pointed to his impending death. And so the word resurrection shouldn't be taken lightly, but this itself was an experience on par or even beyond the experiences of Jesus Christ. It sounds, you know, blasphemous to bring that up, but what we see is, you know, Jesus Christ, he was pierced through his hands and stomach and laid on a cross. And of course, he ascended and returned. However, there was no point when Riho Kawa's heart was not beating, where he was incapable of moving, incapable of living. He was, he conquered death. He was literally walking around without that heartbeat. He was, he went and got some, he got lunch and dinner. He walked to the cafeteria with no heartbeat. So this is something that is beyond medical science and it overturns all medical theory. And that's, that's why it's so miraculous. Absolutely. And we all know how much the scientific community loves anomalies. <laughs> right, right. Which they usually will just uh, ignore. <laughs> Yeah, and you know, in the movie you see one of the two doctors get very angry and upset that he's overturning the medical diagnosis and that he's doing things that are beyond their wildest expectations. He was supposed to die, you know, and that, that was their commandment to him that he has to die, but he didn't listen to it. He didn't believe it. And through his faith and, as you said, willpower in his subconscious mind, he was able to conquer death. And um, yeah, the book really explains it so well. Absolutely. And you did mention about the, uh, the chapter three, right? There's so many poems that he wrote in uh, this book called A Guide for the Mind. So a little background into this scenario was that Riho Okawa was laying on the bed in the hospital writing these poems, and he actually wrote 108 total poems. 15 of them were put into this book, specifically relating to health and illness. And I personally believe that these poems have a kind of salvational power or a healing power within them because besides being beautiful and eloquent, 
they contain very mystical and spiritual truths about illness and about the human body and the human soul. So could you uh, read one of these poems in this book uh, for us so that we understand what kind of poems he writes? Sure, Dylan. And I absolutely agree. Um, I think these poems really let you into the inner workings of what Ryokawa was experiencing during this period uh, in which he was experiencing a resurrection. You know, because as you said, you know, they do deal with many of them with medical matters and the spiritual dynamics of miraculously overcoming medical problems. Hmm. This poem is called Modern Medicine and Religion. How should the relationship between modern medicine and religion be understood? This is a difficult topic. It must be so. But I believe modern medicine is also guided by God. Suppose the light of angels in the medical field are called gods of medicine, and we trace down these gods' roots. You will always reach God Hermes. Also, at the roots of Western medicine, and its sometimes opponent, Eastern medicine, you will discover Taoism and Buddhism. There are many cases in the past of monks teaching medicine. Of course, gods are also actively cooperating with religions that help people to cure their illness. Time to time, they make miracles happen to enhance people's faith. What's important is for medicine and religion to harmonize and cooperate with each other. Doctors who appreciate faith use the power of their mind to cure illnesses. By using both words and medicine together, serious illness may even be miraculously cured. And if religious leaders cooperate with where there is light in medicine, the amount of distressed people that could be saved will be greater. They both aim to make people happy, so ideally they should help each other. Wow. Yeah, it's very deep. And so this also clarifies that the author is not anti-medicine. So actually he believes that Western medicine and Eastern medicine were both guided by high spirits in history who are living on earth. And it equates religions even such as Taoism, Buddhism, and even beliefs in gods like Hermes. But as we've previously talked about on this podcast, the author takes a very universal perspective to the field of religion. So he teaches that different religious founders were born into different eras and regions to teach the teachings that were appropriate to those people and to those people with different cultural characteristics. So his theory basically encompasses a world perspective that is unity. It is one that unites humankind beyond their differences. And also his teachings fill in the gaps that are between those religions and is able to explain how they come together. So he's very open-minded and very inquisitive in his understanding to find the truth. And as I previously mentioned, even Jesus Christ came to him when he was in his deathbed and talked to him. He's at a position beyond an author, beyond a truth teller, but someone who is in active communication with the spirits in heaven. And so his mission is something that is explained in this book, The New Resurrection. So, John, could you discuss about how he evolved from a Buddha through his experience through the New Resurrection to become the Savior or to become a Savior? Could you explain how that experience came about or why it came about? So, well, Ryo, Ryo Okawa experienced his great enlightenment on March 23rd, 1981. And Happy Science, uh, the 
the religion that he founded was founded in 1986. After the experiences described in the New Resurrection, Ryokawa developed a philosophy that he called to die for the truth. And that amounted with him traveling around the world, providing lectures uh, on an international scale, and to founding university and charities and entertainment uh, development programs and various different organizations that would take part in contributing towards essentially bringing the light of heaven into this world. While the New Resurrection covers this particular and relatively more recent event in Ryokawa's life, there's another book and movie coming out. It's, it's going to be called Twice Born, and the book will be released in September, and the movie of the same name will be released this October. The subtitle of Twice Born is My Early Thoughts That Revealed My True Mission, and it's going to cover, as it implies, the earlier part of Ryokawa's life from the time of his childhood, and essentially would act as a prelude to the new resurrection. Amazing that we're being able to, you know, see inside the life of such an uh, important man for humankind's history. And through Twice Born, we see how he grew up and became the Buddha. And through the new resurrection, we see how he transitioned from the Buddha to a savior. And his mission as the savior to, as you mentioned, you know, all these different ways and aspects of bringing the light of heaven down to humankind or in other words, giving us the opportunity to save this world and make this world into utopia. So his mission is so huge, and that's why we have this podcast. Otherwise, we wouldn't have such a podcast, but we just are in love with author, his teachings, and his message. And that's why we do recommend you to this book, The New Resurrection, as well as watching the movie Immortal Hero. So the award-winning film, Immortal Hero, based on his true story, is available now on VOD. You can find it at immortalhero.com. That's I-M-M-O-R-T-A-L-H-E-R-O.com. And there you'll find more about the movie as well as the link as to how to download through various platforms. Whatever you have, you'll be able to find a way to watch it. The upcoming movie, as John mentioned, Twice Born, is coming this October. So please look out for it. And you can pre-order the book Twice Born on barnesandnoble.com or amazon.com or you can find out more information on okawabooks.com. It was great talking to you again, John. Likewise, Dylan. In these trying times, stay happy, healthy, and positive.